Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. For this week's main topic, we ended up pretty much talking about Twitter, the company and state of the apps. Our thanks to Envision Studio for sponsoring this week's episode. recording a little bit later than usual um because me and a few uh co-workers um want to go to this hot air balloon festival um <laughs> that's a little further away from montreal but where you actually like get to go in the hot air balloon and like fly the hot air balloon um <laughs> so we were trying like we started at 4 30 like We'll have plenty of time. We'll have like half an hour before I have to record the show. Uh, so we'll have half an hour to buy these tickets. <laughs> that was not enough. <laughs> not enough. So there were four of us. Um, and we wanted to go on Saturday morning and to catch the, the sunrise. It's going to be early, but whatever. Um, and so uh, my first friend, uh, Sherry, starts like filling up the the form and buying the tickets the problem is um the form it only starts with you buying the ticket so you basically say like do i want a morning ticket or do i want a night ticket and then you say yes i want one then it asks you for a payment information but it asks you the payment information before you can select which day and time that you want to go which is like i don't even know like why like who made this but it was a horrible idea so basically she she buys it and we're like uh it's like early in the morning like who the heck is gonna go to that anyways so um we're like it's probably gonna be fine so she buys it and then it turns out no like there's a drop down it's only sunday <laughs> there's no saturday option it's like well fuck. now we just paid like it's like pretty expensive it's like two hundred dollars um dang I paid like $200 and I can't do that day. Right. So we're like, oh, God damn it. So she then like calls and then like is on the phone for a really long time. And then the, the woman on the phone is really not helpful. Um, she basically tells her that there's no way that she can get a refund. Um, and she basically gives her the number of um, like whatever POS system <laughs> they're using to like process the payment. So it's basically like if someone someone's like saying like, hey, like you charged me too much. And someone's like, here's the phone number for Stripe. <laughs> Please call them. <laughs> Try to get your money back. I was like, are you serious? So we're like, uh, there were four of us. And there's three of us who could go on the Sunday. The problem is, like, we we can only go at in the evening on the Sunday. And she had paid the amount because it's a different amount depending on where you go. So, like, hmm. now we still have the option for Sunday evening, but that's more expensive. And then there's, like, a field where it asks, like, how many people are going to be, but, like, you're supposed to buy one ticket per person. It's like, what the heck? This is so complicated. Like, I design a checkout for a living, and I just cannot figure this out. So I call on the phone again, get a different person to answer me, 
And then she has no idea how to help us. But she's like, oh, I think I can transfer you to this other person. It's like, get transferred to this person. And then she's like, oh, yeah, we have have space on Saturday. Yeah, no problem. Like, what? What the heck? I'm like, it's sitting in front of the website right now. There's no, it doesn't even, it doesn't even let me select it. It's not even there. It's not even the drop down. It's like, oh, no, it's fine. I can do that. So... But now, like, we need to, like, migrate from a one-person ticket to a four-person ticket. And so she's basically, like, a a human checkout who's collecting all the information. (laughs) So, like, reading my, like, credit card number and the, like, CVV code and all that stuff. Then she has to ask, like, for all of us, our name, uh, our, our weight which is like kind of weird. I'm like, hey, like, what's your weight? Because <laughs> um, I have to like relay the information. Um, and oh, <laughs> one thing that, you know, like they always run through like the things that you have to agree to. So like n- no one has like a medical condition and like everyone's okay with like being in the air and that kind of stuff. And she's like, but there's two girls in your group. None of them are are, are pregnant, right? I'm like, no, they're not pregnant. <laughs> She's like, are you sure? I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure. But it's like, how the heck do you want me to verify this information? It's like, they're telling me that no. <laughs> so this is the the more sure we're going to get. Um, it's like, okay, fine. Um, so then, like, she runs through all the things again. And then, like, asks me, like, another time. Like, She's not pregnant, right? Like, no, she's not pregnant. No, she's not pregnant. She's fine. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know about her plans, like, <laughs> for the next few days. But um, so, yeah, <sighs> anyways, so we basically, we finally made it happen and got all the tickets and got everything under control. But it took way too long. Um, and I was, like, still in the office. So I had to, like, run back here and start recording. So we're going to go I apologize. ride a hot air balloon yeah. Saturday. That's good. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, that's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be cool. so early though. I think I have to wake up at like four in the morning because um, we have to catch the sunrise, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Uh, check out my Instagram story. I will uh, for sure be posting about it a lot. So yeah, cool. Should be fun. talk about this twitter thing yeah i thought i thought you didn't want to talk about it because you're like avoiding anything that's remotely political <laughs> first that's not true yes second this that's is not political true that's what no it's not true. yes we were talking about no. last week that you cut from the show because you weren't didn't want to talk about it i don't remember man this whole twitter <laughs> thing is really bumming me out and I'm I'm getting a like a internet nostalgia wave. I'm just bummed out. For context, people are listening to this. Yesterday, uh, Twitter finally started cutting off access to the legacy API to third-party clients. Um, effectively, like a bunch of Twitter uh, third-party Twitter clients are getting 
you know, downgraded. A lot of features are are going to stop working. Like, I'm a Tweetbot user, uh, Kevin. I think you are too as well. Yep. Uh, so as of right now, we don't we no longer have streaming, meaning we have to pull a refresh every every time we want new tweets to come in. Uh, we no longer have notifications for replies or DMs. Wait, or... I don't think it's that you have no notifications. I think they're just delayed by like a minute or two. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, not sure. It's like it's not great. We we no longer have the activity tab on our apps. Um, the activity tab was pretty great. Like the yeah. one with the graph of like your activity and all that stuff. That's pretty awesome. Well, granted, I never used that one. <laughs> oh, that, like that the was the only one, one I used because I turned off all the notifications for like the likes and retweets and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, <sighs> I mean, it's very unfortunate. Um, uh, I mean, where to even begin? <laughs> like, so I started. Well, let's begin by started by looking at what's out there because, like, a lot of people are like, "Well, this is it," you know. This is it. I don't, I don't care about Twitter. I'm off Twitter. Uh, I like the nail in a coffin. I think that's not a realistic thing to do, honestly. No. Um, but there are there are some alternatives that people are going to. Um, Mastodon, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I guess. Mastodon, whatever. Uh, and there's the micro.blog. That's, been, that's not new, but it's it's also another one. Another one. Um, I tried them all honestly. Like today, I paid for Microblog. I think it's like five bucks or whatever for them to host, effectively use their their servers. Um, all of this, like one of the big. All right, let's 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 go back a little bit. <laughs> one second. Um, like the big problem here with Twitter is, you know, I'm not surprised that they're doing this because effectively they need to make money, or you know, it, it's urgent for them. They need to make money. How do they make money? They make money by targeting you ads. And um, third-party clients don't, you know, they don't show you ads. Uh, Twitter, the company, has no way to track your, you know, effectively your usage of Twitter. And they're like, well, we need to display ads and a bunch of other stuff and need to track you. And we can only, we can only do that by, if you use our, our own clients. Okay. There's, I get there's why nothing you that would prevent them from showing ads in the third-party clients, right? Well, like, but really, I, I don't think... They, even even if TweetBot would show me ads, I doubt that they would be able to track me as intensively as the third-party ones, right? Because there's a bunch of scripts and there's a bunch of stuff and, like, usage, how we use Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, but sure, I mean, that's that's one... They they could do that, but they never did. But anyway, um, so Twitter, the company, owns the product, and they do they can do whatever they want, right? Because they're a private company. That's the whole thing. So one of the big they can do whatever they want, even bad Nazis and horrible people like Alex Jones. They can do that. They have the power to do that. It is their platform. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can. They, they yeah they act like they're a public think like they're you know they're they're the water supplier right <laughs> and like people have the right to use twitter and be whatever whatever like that's not that's you're a private company you're a startup i mean not anymore but you know you're a tech company uh, i, I think take. uh cable sasser had my favorite kind of 
take on the the subject uh and i think he tweeted it and then promptly deleted it but um he was saying that it's like twitter built this house like they they made it nice they built this thing and then they invited people over and it started off with like very nice people and everyone like got along really well became friends but then like awful people started showing up and destroying everything in the house and twitter was like oh no like these people in the house like what can we do about it like Maybe if we, like, get all the people that, like, are in the house to, like, sit down and, like, all agree and come up with a plan and maybe there'd be, like, a, uh, we can have, like, a committee and it's like, no, no, this is your house. You are responsible. This is your job. Like, you can do whatever you want. You don't need rules. You don't need anything. Just kick them out. That's it. Like, that's the end. Like, but no, Twitter, like, tries to be this whatever yeah this like gov it tries to be like pretends like it's the government basically mm-hmm. uh, and honestly effectively is run just like a government <laughs> to be honest like so slow moving and terrible at pretty much everything it does um yeah and, and, and that just aggravates the whole situation if twitter the company was great and they were doing a bunch of good decisions yeah. and if they would really you know invest and care about the clients, the experience of the app and all. Sure. I mean, I know a bunch of people, probably most of people uh, like that I follow use the native clients um, and that's fine for them. Uh, <laughs> it's just totally not fine for me and it's, it's, it's getting worse and worse. I mean, they just killed the Mac, the Mac client. All right. So if I want to use Twitter natively on my Mac, I'd have to use a website. That's not how I see Twitter. That's not how I use Twitter. But, but Rafa, you know, they're, they're just trying to make the experience more consistent. <laughs> Consistently worse? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not... No. Uh, so any, anyway... Um, yeah, and my problem is like Jack then tries to, to like pretend like he's like like respects and values like third party apps the same way that like he respects the like people being mad at him for for keeping Alex Jones on the platform like don't you dare say that you're say that you're woke and then like create a plas- platform that encourages and fosters like terribleness and like has so many Nazis that you're like not doing anything about like it's just like that tone just like really frustrates me like I would understand much more if it was like look we're not ma- like we're not making money and we cannot afford to support this and like it costs us more to support these clients than how much like we make from them like having like at least being honest about it right that it's mm-hmm. like we wish we could but we can't unless we make more money and like that's it right like just be honest about it but no, it's, it's, it's like, like they it's, they just text they just take a stand under technicalities for all the Nazi for all the third party things. They take a stand based on technicalities. We wish they would take a stand based on morale, but it's like even though the the you know they they publicly take a stand on technical like the Alex Jones situation like well he wasn't uh, you know. Uh, 
He wasn't going against the rules because of this one thing that we do, like based on technicalities. But it's like it's not even. And then it was like, well, actually, yes, he did break your rules. (laughs) You don't even have that one, that one going for you. So you either come across as like honest, like, hey, we're not banning him because he drives a bunch of engagement to our platform, and so we make more money, and so we don't feel comfortable removing them because they are they are important users for they are valuable users for the company for the business just to say that and what else can we do like say that you support nazis guess what we already say that because it's (laughs) (laughs) that's already what's happening at least you're gonna anyway did you see they 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 put alex jones in a uh seven day timeout yeah timeout great cool my God! Cool! My God! And the uh, Lester Holt interview, <laughs> like, so, do you think that's gonna do anything? <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I can't say that it's gonna do do anything, but um, uh, timeouts have proven to uh make people think about their actions. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> and then, like, right after his uh, Twitter account got suspended, he was on Periscope, um, uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Basically, like saying the same horrible shit that he's been saying all along on Twitter. So, good job, good job, Jack. You're horrible. Anyways, anyway, uh, but so if if the problems of Twitter ended here, that would be you know terrible in itself. But it's like no. But then the the third party clients like they they announced this a while back, right? We had the whole birds of a feather or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whatever that that campaign was, so th- this is not news. Um, but it feels like the timing is just the worst because I was not feeling great about Twitter, anyways. And now it's like my favorite clients and the way I consume Twitter just say, "Oh, by the way, yep, starting now, bunch of stuff gonna get taken away from you." Um, and so. I again, I looked at, at all of these alternatives. Just, just why not? Honestly, if if I could go to a place, and, and I felt this a little bit with App.net back in the day, um, like this sense of community, even though you know it was at a much smaller scale, um, like maybe twenty people, the people that I follow on Twitter would, you know, move over and try App.net or tr- try whatever else for a while. I would be okay with, with like that smaller scale. That's not my problem um i just i am just looking for that sense of community and belonging back from 2009 twitter right Mm -hmm. they're like oh my god this is such a special place on the internet like all these cool people hang out people that i look up to uh and like it just it was just so personal it was just so I, i felt so close to these people um so going to a place like that, like that's what I'm looking for. I know it's not going to be mainstream as Twitter. I mean, I hope it's not because that's part of the problem. Um, like it would be great. So anyway, I, I'm saying is that I don't. I'm not ruling out Mastodon and Microblog and all these other alternatives because, well, you know, not everyone's going to move. So it, so we don't have a deal. Like that's that's not it. Honestly, if if five ten people. Uh, like that I'm close with uh, like people from the internet uh, if they would move over or, or like new people um, if I if I feel that sense of community 
that's what I, that's what I want. That's all that I'm looking for. Um, and it's like one of the big things that they are pushing that, uh, one of the big, the key differences from Twitter is like their whole MO is, well, Twitter is a private company. Twitter owns all of your content and Twitter can do whatever it wants, right? And if Twitter wants to shove down ads down your throat or limit APIs to third-party clients, whatever, they can do that because they own all the things. So we are open source. We are decentralized. We are like email. Um, they use all of this, and it's like, that is great <laughs> in theory. Well, not in theory. In practice, that is great. But that can't hurt the experience of using this product. And so far, it really has hurt the experience. <laughs> like yeah. the onboarding experience. I don't know if you tried Mastodon. It's like there are decentralized instances of the the thing. It's like so there's Mastodon.social. There's whatever, whatever, coffee, whatever, whatever. Like there's like it's it's segregated from for like communities. And so right off the bat, people are like spread out. So it's very hard to find people and find the one place to hang out. Um, microblog is kind of similar. It's like, well, you can host your own thing. So, but so how do I find people to just follow and see their statuses? Right. It's like, it's kind of tricky. Of course, you can always pay, I think it's $5 a month. So you don't have to host your own instance of a microblog you can host your own thing on your own website or whatever um so you can pay five bucks to use their servers and effectively have your like username dot micro dot blog whatever um that'll be fine but it's so like it's so it hurts the experience in the onboarding i'm not excited and then there's no of course there's no third-party apps i mean it's to be expected a little because everything's still so new but it's like there. There's nothing out there that matches the experience of using Twitter back from 2009. Um, and that's what I want. Honestly, I would, what I want is just, I, I would be fine if a company owned the whole, own my content and own whatever. Like, fine. I don't care. As right. long as the experience is fine and the company doesn't suck, I'm okay. And I mean, so far I haven't seen anything like that. So, I what don't know. If so, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. It's just like the, the strength of social networks are the people that are there. And it's it takes a lot to like get enough people to switch to one of the platforms um, to get that critical mass going so that I would want to like invest into it. Uh, and right now, all the other platforms are just not there in terms of experience. And they're also not there in terms of uh delta of improvement like you know like this classic thing in product thinking that's like if you do like something else that like is like a competitor to something that exists in that space already it has to be 10 times better being like 1.5 or twice as good is not enough it needs to be 10 times better for it to out offset the switching costs um and that's the case here like that's what needs to happen and the truth is like right now it's not uh one day that balance might my tip and that's that's when we might have like a, a true shot at replacing twitter um but it feels to me like we're really not at that point yet 
So what are you doing? Are you still going to use Tweetbot? Eh, I'm just using Twitter. I'm just using Tweetbot um, the way that I always am. Like to to be fair, <laughs> those um, specific changes don't impact me personally. Even though I personally like really <laughs> really dislike this approach and this thinking, and um, I think it was Paul Haddad who was uh, tweeting that, who is the developer of Tweetbot. Um, that uh, like in their in their uh, I don't think it was a blog post I think it was a, a an email company email um, they they were saying that oh like they had to shut down the old APIs and they don't really have like another solution um, right now um, but what he said is they actually do have a replacement API they've just priced it so high that it's if if effectively might as well not exist because it was like mm -hmm. pricing out any kind of other apps so it just feel like a lot of it feels like they're doing this out of spite and kind of not saying it and again like i don't i don't think they they're necessarily doing it on purpose for the sake of it but it sure as hell seems like they're not they're not like losing sleep over at a night <laughs> um so yeah i'm i'm just staying on twitter um the like the truth is i still feel and that that balance my tip at some point but i still feel like what i want is just twitter to be better <laughs> like that that still seems more feasible more achievable at this point than creating like a whole new platform getting everyone to move over like that seems like a huge huge amount of effort it does seem also like a huge huge amount of effort to get twitter to change their leadership and realize that like they they need to be better <laughs> but um but yeah for now it's it kind of sucks but i'm not doing anything i wonder if this whole like if under Jack, the actual numbers, like the KPIs, they have improved or not? Yeah, that's a good. Question. They haven't. It's like it's a you know it's a lose lose. Like everything's right. far w worse than it was. Yeah, and it's it's like how how long do you have to wait until you can decide that you know what that half like part time CEO thing it's not working out, <laughs> right? Because he's yeah, not, not even Twitter full-time. Right. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, you're like, you're real good at apologizing, but you're not good at doing, at doing things. And yeah, like there is a way that I could willingly want to stop using third-party clients. Just make good clients. Just ship improvements, like ship uh, new, new features and like improvements every month even. Like I'm not even saying like crazy velocity. Like every month you have a huge iOS team. Surely they can like you know, knock a lot of these out pretty quickly, but apparently not. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I have like zero hope that that will happen for a bunch of reasons. But yeah. I think it all boils down to the way I use Twitter, and me and a lot of people, but definitely the minority here. The way we use Twitter is not the way that Twitter wants Twitter users to use Twitter. <laughs> If that makes sense. Why not um, though? Because like that's hey, not. I'm like one of the people in like my circle of friends and colleagues that uses Twitter the most. I'm always, I'm constantly on Twitter. Like, how is that not what they want to be? I feel like I'm doing everything. 
that Twitter wants me to be. I'm spending hours and hours on, of my days on it. I'm generating, uh, generating content. Like, like, but you don't scale. Don't get it. That's not how maybe I, maybe I you're don't gonna get scale. a bunch of people. I don't know. But is there is there not like a way like you could have like a toggle like have the begin the beginner timeline and have the advanced timeline or whatever the heck you want to do like surely there is a way to make this work for everybody. No, don't you think? It's just I just like it's just action. You just need to do something. Like what has has Twitter shipped? In the last year, they've like increased the character count. Version seven of moments. That was great. Whatever oh, moments, God. Um, but like seriously, there is so many improvements to be made to Twitter as a service. It is not done. It is not completed. But it just they they just can't ship anything. So uh, and and, and they they're not you know, just just because they're a big company, they're not gonna adopt new iOS you know APIs and features it took them like what three years to have safari view controller um like they're not gonna move fast because they're so big they can't uh but yeah i feel like the, the, all these you know changes to the timelines so and now it's not chronological the algorithmic timeline like facebook why because most people would open twitter you know every other day and they would have five thousand tweets to read and they would scroll a little bit and like basically read two day old tweets and so the new engagement you know engaging tweets wouldn't surface early oh well while you were out or in case you missed whatever whatever this section like they're trying so hard to be a um you know like a, a mainstream kind of like facebook type of product that uh i mean i don't I can see why they would want to do that because that's, you know, that's probably going to drive the most adoption. But like you ruin it for the the <laughs> the little ones, and I that that is a problem. Like I don't blame them. I think honestly that's what they should be focusing on. I guess if they want to hit those, but they're KPIs not even focusing metrics. on that. That's the thing. But, like uh, I don't I'm think they're making not... Twitter good for new users. I don't think it's good for anyone. And they're slowly but surely diluting what makes it good for the power users. While the failing users to, to get new users. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, so. I guess <laughs> maybe I'm going to throw this in because this is, uh, th I think it's well documented uh, that I have a huge, um, I don't know, huge crush or I like uh this this app a lot uh instagram what if instagram made a twitter clone don't get me sorry on instagram dude no they have igtv <laughs> they could i mean they could instagram is is it's crashing hard and fast for me it's not that bad it's not that bad like the the last you know uh, but, but apart from stories 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 are still good. which was a tremendous success and, but you know also complete rebuff but like apart what from stories, everything they shipped, uh, it's been terrible for like me. Like what? Like I get more and more ads. Like the ads are getting yeah, crazy. there are more and more ads. That's true. IGTV is uh, not, you know, that it it didn't land for me, and it's so annoying. Every time I have the most colorful gradients everywhere, and I can't get rid of. I tried. I think there's a setting somewhere. I did that, but I still get it. I don't get it. Now, one thing that's really annoying me is like a week old. Um, 
I get notifications for when people are going live, which fine. I used to get those before, but now I get a badge. So I get like one a badge with like one or two, and I click because usually badges meant um, someone messaged me on Instagram. I don't get and those. So, yeah, I oh yeah, I get those. It's very annoying. Um. Anyway, don't someone don't. Someone's get... live right now, but I didn't get a badge. I don't know. Anyways, um. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe this is like a false hope that I have, but I'm like maybe Instagram could do a good job. They're good at copying what's good about some other service uh maybe i don't know and to me to me like stories fit in so well with the concept of twitter that like these things like mesh really well together because it's random thoughts throughout your day kind of thing so i don't know there's uh i don't know man i'm not i don't agree Should should we talk about something that is cool for a change? So instead of being complaining a lot, can we can I tell you something that is pretty cool? Yeah, of course. Please tell me more about it. So once again, Envision Studio is sponsoring Layout, which is pretty cool. If you do not know what Envision Studio is, well, let me tell you all about it. Envision Studio is the world's most powerful screen design tool that brings together design, prototyping, animation, and collaboration all in one place. All this in one single app. With a seamless connection to the Envision Cloud, it's easy to take your ideas and turn them into great products with one connected workflow. Envision Studio was created by working closely with the world's best design teams uh, and finding inspiration in how they create beloved products Unlike legacy tools that were built for uh, graphic, static, and print design, InVision Studio was built specifically for a new generation of designers like you who are creating specifically for the screen. InVision Studio creates a new visual language for designers to collaborate with the rest of their team involved in the product design process, giving them a way to easily convey their ideas and quickly get stakeholder buy-in. Design teams at Zendesk, Uber, Salesforce, Shopify, and a lot more are already using Envision Studio's rapid prototyping, advanced animation, and collaborative features for their digital product design needs. Envision Studio is available now in early access. It's free forever. And if you want to learn more and get in that, you just go to envisionapp.com slash studio. Once again, go to envisionapp.com slash studio studio check it out and our huge thanks to envision studio for sponsoring layout once again so you're going to loop yeah i got the last ticket yeah ever oh, it was so complicated that, how do you know that, that? that was complicated because uh I, I was told this was the very last ticket uh so Okay, wait, wait. So this is big news. So both me and you are going to be once again in the same location in the world I know. at the same time. This is going to break the internet. It will. So we're going to be we're both going to be in Amsterdam. When is it? Uh 19th, something like that? 18th, 19th? Uh something Whatever. like Whatever. I think it's yeah, the 19th to 20th something. We're going to be in Amsterdam for the uh, Loop conference being uh, organized by Framer. You know Framer. Uh, 
Should we do something? I feel like we should do something. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. I have I have some ideas for what we might be able to do. Um but one thing I wanna know is who amongst our listeners is going? I like let us know. Let us know who's coming. Like we'll we'll definitely set something up. Either either meet up or what I wanna do. Don't tell don't tell other people. Like it's just between you and I, right? Right? There's no one mm-hmm. else listening. Yeah. Um but yeah. I wanna do I wanna do a live episode in person so uh we'll see we'll see if we can make it happen but um surely if there's a bunch of listeners who do plan on coming to fermi loop then that would make it uh even better so yeah let us know i was excited already for the conference but now i'm like 10 times (laughs) excited yeah it'd be fun um i yeah so i got the very last ticket apparently because i was on the wait list um and they say like oh we're gonna email you when a ticket become or when or if a ticket becomes available and so two day two days pass um and then i'm just like huh i never got an email from framer i wonder if uh so i like check my my spam folder in my email junk mail and yep there it is there's a nice (laughs) framer email sitting right there in my inbox so i look and i'm on the day of the deadline um and it's like oh buy your ticket by like 5 p.m um but it wasn't in my time zone at 5 p.m it it wasn't like some sort of weird time zone which meant that i had passed the time oh no like no um (laughs) so i dm the uh coon is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so I DM him. I was like, hey, like, here's what happens. Um, I don't know if you can help me, but if you can, I would really, really appreciate it. And he was like, well, I can't guarantee anything, but email this person and we'll see if we can, like, make it work. Uh, and so she re- replied to me. I, like, explained the situation again. She asked me to, like, sign up again. Um, and then I got, like, an email that said, like, told me, like, okay, here's the ticket. But it's basically the last one. So, um, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so happy that it got in. Yes. So. Excite. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Kind of, <laughs> kind of crazy that it happened. But um, I'm, I'm going to be there. Excited. Does that mean that you now have access to FrameRx or what? No, it doesn't. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Um, oh, it should be. Oh, well, should be I'll, I'll wait like the rest of the normal people. <laughs> you mere mortals. Yeah, mere mortals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to recommendations. Why, why won't we? Uh, okay, I have, you know, I started uh, this, this episode by being nostalgic about Twitter and, you know, 2009 Twitter. Um, I, that is a theme for the past couple of days, not just on Twitter, but uh, I've been re-listening uh, to a couple of, like, you know, hand-picked hypocritical uh, episodes. Nice. For people who don't know what hypocritical is, was, uh, hypocritical was... A, a podcast, a show on the Five by Five network, uh, and it was like the podcasting debut of John Syracuse, which now is like a, a podcasting pro. But this was his first show with Dan Benjamin, and it ran for one hundred episodes. That was it. Um, 
And it's still to this day, to me, it's, it's still probably the best podcast ever. Um, it's like, even though it was the first show of John Circus, it's like, that's peak John Circus, I feel like. And so anyway, I'm recommending this one particular episode, which is very weird niche episode but it's it spanned two episodes kind of because follow-up goes on forever so uh it's episode 49 and episode 50 and i'm gonna put links in the show notes and it's all about the history of uh video game console controllers mm. so i don't know if you remember that one kevin yeah um it's like john goes over the major not every single controller but like the major video game uh, console controllers so starting from the NES to like then the the you remember that that uh Nintendo 64 crazy one with like the four the three horns thing it was so weird anyway like the history of the controllers and like the the design thinking behind all of them the flaws what makes a good controller or not like, like that's peak John Syracuse that I I just loved and I this I think this is like the fourth time I listened to these. I <laughs> nice. love these. I love these. Yeah, episodes. I need to re-listen to this one. Uh, one that I've re-listened to recently that is very good in my opinion is the one on the Steve Jobs biography. Uh, it's episode forty-two yeah, and forty-three. Uh, so good, so good. Well worth a re-listen. Um, sweet. So my recommendation this week um, is um, this thing that's that is called. Um, artifacts. Did you see this? I tweeted Ooh. about it. So basically, uh, it's on my reading list. I okay, think. cool. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's this um, thesis um, from these three uh, designers um, who uh, really kind of were like gave themselves the task to rethink how uh, people work on projects um, and their their approach is super interesting it's ipad first um and it's showing kind of an interface where you can pull in text and images and different documents and connect things together and like bring in like kind of inspiration and like surface documents and like search through things in time i'm not doing a good job at kind of selling it but um it's this <laughs> really well done like do yourself a favor and go and check out the website the website in and of itself is a work of art. So good. Like it's so well done. Um there's animations, there's like they're showing how everything moves around. Um there's they have like the design principles and like conceptual sort of details and goals and stuff like that. Like it is so, so well done. Um and the the app, the design itself is really good. I find that a lot of uh, a lot of these kind of projects um or like uh, sort of concept designs just uh, sort of imagine their own style and don't really stick with whatever the like ios standards are um and this one like really like i could see apple releasing an app that looks exactly like this like today um so it's very realistic in that sense um super well done super interesting i would love to to use an app like this like this would I feel like it would definitely make me want to use the iPad more. Um, so it's really neat. Go check it out. Like I said, it's on my reading list, but I just opened it again and holy crap. Because I opened it originally on the iPhone. Oh, I, 
Oh yeah, like open yeah. it on the desktop as well. It's it looks so good. Um, yeah. cool. I have a second one, a second recommendation. So if you like podcasts, um, and like kind of weird podcasts, uh, <laughs> I would recommend uh people to subscribe to the Relay FM uh, membership. Uh, you might already be listening to some shows on Real FM. Um, great show network. Um, but the my specific recommendation here is going to be the text adventure shows with CGP Gray and Jason Snell and uh, Mike Hurley. They're, they are hilarious. It's worth subscribing to the, the membership just for these episodes. There's two from previous years and there's one that's going to come out this year really soon and i cannot tell you how much i love these like it is just so hilarious if you know cgp gray either from his youtube video or from hello internet it is delightful (laughs) to get this episode it is so funny so good um and like they put a lot of effort in production values and like sound effects and lots of stuff um it's it's really fun and a different take on the podcasting format so Here's my secondary podcast recommendation. Boom. Plenty of podcasts to listen to now. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so. Please tweet at us. We are at layout.fm. So if you have any, anything you want to add or recommend, um, we're probably going to get the notifications like with a two-minute delay. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Apologies if we're, we're a bit still going to use to respond than usual. Yeah, a little Let's bit later on Twitter. Uh, but we'll get to it, anyways. Uh, we want to give a special shout out this week to Adolf Freider. Is that right, Kevin? Yeah, uh, yeah. So he added a message on uh, on Spectrum, uh, and he uh, he said that um, there's some place in Porto that still has them, but apparently that one's also closed. Yeah, that's our close. So if Adolfo uh, wrote wrote in to uh, let me know, you know, as uh, well, listeners might might recall, my love for uh, Fig Newtons, the the cookie, uh, and Adolfo wrote in to uh, let let me know that there's a couple places in the country, a country that sells them. Unfortunately, the one in my city closed down uh, recently, ish. So the search continues, but now I know that I can go to Lisbon and buy a couple boxes of, of Fignan. So thanks, Adolf. You can find the show notes for this episode and for all of the other episodes <laughs> by visiting our website. Um, we are layout.fm. And uh, this episode is sponsored once again by Envision Studio. So if you want to check them out, um, Envision Studio is now available uh, in early access and it's free. Just go to envisionapp.com slash studio to check it out. And lastly, this show is part of Spec FM Network. So if you've gone through our recommendations and we recommended a bunch of podcasts and you still want more, you can, you can, you can go to spec.fm um, to... To check out all of the other shows. So, boom. Sweet. <laughs>